Welcome to the ER Break Room, the University of Florida Department of Emergency Medicine's podcast. In here, we get to know each other, celebrate our achievements, and highlight our initiatives. I'm your host, Michael Petrauskas. I wanted to start out today by bringing on one of our chief residents, Dr. Megan Rivera, to talk about the big news in the residency from the last week, and that is the fellowship match. So Megan, welcome. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Of course. I just wanted to jump on um, and give a quick congratulations and shout out to some of my fellow seniors who recently matched in a fellowship. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, first of all, how many, how many uh, residents in your class? We have 14 total and five, maybe six match into fellowship. Excellent. And um, how many do you have results uh, for today? So currently we have five that have recently matched. Um, the Sports Medicine Fellowship will be matching in January, so stay tuned for that. Very nice. Um, but we, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of variety this year. We had EMS and critical care is what kind of what my class uh, dived into. So Ooh. without further ado, I'll Please. let you know. Um, so Dr. Ben Arnold, he matched EMS at UF Shands. And then Dr. Jeffrey Katz, EMS at Advent Health Orlando. I know that they were both super thrilled um, by those results. Excellent. And then our next three matched in a critical care fellowship all here at UF Shands, which I know they're super excited to stay here. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's Dr. Neelu, Dr. Jacob Milling, and Dr. Nishal Patel. Amazing. So who do you think are these mentors in, in EMS and critical care that are influencing your class? So I know for for EMS, Dr. Jones has just been absolutely incredibly influential. Um, I'm not sure if you've you've run into him on shift, but he's so charismatic, very passionate about what he does. Um, And his his energy is absolutely just infectious. So I know that he he attracts a lot of people that way. And then critical care. Oh, my gosh. Who is there not to talk about? I know that the the favorites, Dr. Casey Carr, Dr. Torben Becker, Kruthi Shaw, just the list goes on and on. Um, and I know that they were incredibly influential in the, those three wanting to stay here at UF as well. So we, we just couldn't be more happy for them. That's, that's, that's great. This is wonderful news for your class and um, very excited for, for, to see what the future holds for them. And it sounds yeah. like we'll get, to, we'll get to see them around the hospital in the next couple of years. Absolutely. There'll be attendings, um, which is kind of crazy to think about. Just in a, what is that? Six short months away, we'll all be attendings here in the department. So keep a lookout for them. Scary, and of course, huh? like I said, the, the, <laughs> the sports medicine match will be in January. So stay tuned for that as well. Very nice. Um, and then, of course, I can't not mention Dr. Edge, one of our seniors who recently, recently graduated this month, um, who landed a job in his hometown of Lexington, Kentucky. So we all just get, gave a big uh, farewell party to Dr. Edge. And we're so excited to see what, what he accomplishes out in Kentucky. Very cool. Very cool. Congrats, Dr. Edge. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, Megan, thanks for coming on. I, I think we'll have to get you and uh, uh, Ben and, and Ziad on later in, in the year here for a little chief huddle on the podcast. Of course, we're looking forward to it. Can't wait. Great. Thank you. Thanks. So our featured guest this episode is Dr. Juliana DePorto. He is an associate professor in our department. He also um, is uh, the uh, assistant dean for the Office of Diversity and Health Equity in the College of Medicine, and he's the director of diversity, equity, and inclusion in our department of emergency medicine. Juliano, welcome. How are you doing, Michael? 
I'm doing great. Thanks for thanks for coming on. I'm I'm really excited about our conversation and getting to know you more. Thanks for inviting me. It's my first uh, podcast ever, so I'm excited. <laughs> well, it's mine too, and it's only my second episode, so we're we're in this together. Um, cool. So tell me, uh, I, so I, you know, I know a little bit about you, um, but uh, tell me about yourself. And when we first met, you said you're from Puerto Rico. Can you tell mm-hmm. me about your, I don't know, growing up there or your or coming to the, the mainland, if you will? Yeah. So uh, I, I was actually born in Italy, in Rome, Italy. And then I kind of like moved back to Puerto Rico and then was kind of back and forth between Italy and, Italy and Puerto Rico. So by the time I was in the sixth grade, then I moved back permanently in, uh, to Puerto Rico. So I grew up there. I did, did uh, you know, middle school, high school, then University of Puerto Rico. So, but I, I did spend some time in Italy growing up. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And then, you know, college and then I worked, uh, I had like a 10 year gap before college and med school. And wow, then, yeah. you know, I ended up going to med school when I was 33 and then, you know, and I'm, I'm here mm-hmm. now. Right. But so that's kind mm-hmm. of a, a big summary of, of uh, my All right, So that's career. a big that's a big summary. I, I have to pick a little more. It's super interesting between Italy and Puerto Rico. What, what, what's the, what, tell me, explain that. So it explains my, the Italian as a language too. I, right, I right, right. That too. Yeah. So my mom's from Puerto Rico and my dad's, mm-hmm. uh, my dad's technically, he's Greek, but he grew up in Puerto Rico. My grandfather was from, from Genoa, Italy. And um, wow. so I was born in Rome and mm. uh, again, growing up uh, Puerto Rico. And then it was in the fourth grade. I went back to, uh, to Italy um, so I was there another, you know, two years, fourth and fifth grade. So yeah, I, I had to speak, I, Spanish was my first language growing up mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. you know, but you're in Italy and then you're like, you know, in, in elementary school, you want to go play with the kids soccer. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm like, <laughs> I'm scared. I don't want to go out. I don't speak Italian, but <laughs> since I speak Spanish and they're both, um, both Latin based. So I was able to, to, you know, after two or three days say like, yeah. I got to go play outside. So I picked yes. it up, you know, when you're, when you're young like that, you probably pick it up, you pick it up and yeah. it was fun. It was great uh, uh, to live over there and have those experiences, being able to see the culture and, and, and all those things. So it was great. Great. My gosh, that's incredible. That's, a, that's really cool. Um, so then, so you, you mentioned also like working for 10 years. I, I also was a, mm-hmm. a kind of an alternative path student uh, to get to medicine. I taught high school before. What did you do for your time before so I was a professional photojournalist uh, for 10 wow. years. I was a photo editor for a newspaper in Puerto Rico, and I freelanced for the Associated Press uh, covering like the Caribbean and, you know, photo doing photo editing for all the all the photojournalists there. And, wow. you know, and so that, wow. I did 10 years of that. And then I, I always wanted to go to med school, but I was always, yeah. you know, this like... Yeah. Uh, I was not the not the greatest student, and I was like, "Oh, I'm taking photos. This is cool, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I got to see in cool. chemistry. Got to see in chemistry. Oh, whatever." And then it was like, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, you know, my grades are not my grades are not stellar. Uh, now I have to kind of have to uh, find another thing to do." But uh-huh. then I said, uh-huh. "I said, you know, what's what's truly in my heart is like try to do give give this a chance." And, uh, uh-huh. you know, so when I was 33, I quit my job at the newspaper and yeah. uh, applied and went to medical school. So, and, wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. That it, it takes a lot, you know, to go back and to, to recommit yourself and start over. So that's, that's yeah. incredible. But okay. So I did hear at Mary Patterson, Dr. Patterson did say that you had done some photojournalism, um, things and had, she mentioned like an award or something you had won or like a special photo. Tell me what, tell yes. me about that. Yeah. So one of my photos, uh, in 1998, uh, there mm-hmm. was a telephone strike 
uh, they were they were trying to privatize the government owned uh, phone company. So the Teamsters mm -hmm. were you know like uh, doing their thing, and they clashed mm -hmm. with the police. So mm -hmm. I have a, a photo that ran in Life magazine uh, when Life magazine still was a monthly thing, mm -hmm. uh, and it they had a they had a section called the. Um, the big picture. So it ran a double page in Time Magazine, in Life Magazine, I'm sorry. And that was pretty cool. The kind of, kind of the one of the highlights. So I won, um, I, I was finalist for a, an award from the Columbia Graduate School of Journalism called the Alfred Eisenstadt Award, which Alfred Eisenstadt was the photographer that took the black and white picture of the of the Navy guy kissing the nurse in Times Square wow. at the end of the war. Yeah. So that's, that's Alfred mm -hmm. Eisenstadt. So it's very, a very prestigious like uh, award. So I was a runner up. Um, for that award, but still, congratulations! Got, so, thank you, thank you. And yeah. you know, I met a um, met a bunch of really cool photographers and and, and folks during the years. Yeah. Um, one that I met there was a gentleman called Max Aguilera Hellwig, and Max used to photograph for uh, Rolling Stone magazine. And mm -hmm. he was when he was forty two, he got assigned to photograph a spinal surgery. And when he went into the OR, he he was like, "Wow, what is this?" You know, and he ended up doing a book called The Sacred Heart, which is a book completely dedicated to uh, surgical photos. Um, mm -hmm. He did that for like seven years. And when he was 42, he went to Tulane Medical School and uh, really? became, became became a doctor. So um, huh. pretty pretty cool story. Well, that, that's uh, where I went to medical school, actually. I'm, I'm going to have to look him up. That's very interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. In, yeah. In, um, but um, that's, inc that's incredible. Did you um, – but you still – and I know you're still very active in in, in photography, and, and and I know that you take a lot of uh, photographs around here of birds, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So when the when the um, pandemic started, you know, we're mm -hmm. all kind of like a little bit of lockdown, and, and said, so, well, you know, I, I didn't really notice all the the migratory birds that we have here in, in Florida, and uh, yeah. had Dr. Henry Young, who's uh, my my. Uh, Co-resident and my chief, and mm -hmm. uh, an amazing. You'll you'll know that he's an amazing guy. He yes. also is a photographer. Mm -hmm. So we started to go um, uh, and and just photograph, and we started to take photographs and getting more involved. And it's really fun, and it's challenging, and it's part of doing a little bit of wellness and and being there and with nature and and really cool. So absolutely, absolutely. And Doctor Doctor Patterson is a bird expert extraordinaire so i, I i'll just think yes. it's a different duck that i've never seen and she'll be like that's a <laughs> that's a such and such and such bird and I'm like, so taylor taylor ziglam is now also uh, into bird photography and she's uh, amazing so maybe we can do really? podcast with her next oh time. absolutely <laughs> and, and also i want to hold you to so i i talked to dr patterson about this and we want to do. Um, I, th I think it'd be really neat to do like a, a maybe a bird walk together, or even a photography club or something. But between you and Dr. Patterson and Taylor Seglin, that would yeah. be an amazing um, wellness activity for the department if you're That'd up for cool. it at some um, point. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And can people get your 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 your, your bird photographs? Can they can they buy them or anything or no? I mean, I not really. I mean, they're they're on Instagram. If, if, if oh, people yeah. follow, yeah, if oh. you follow Instagram, I'm, I'm oh, under yeah, of course. there. Uh, it's a, yeah. Papa Bear UF, and then yeah, you can see. Oh, that. nice! I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Bear UF, that's one. Absolutely, you gotta have fun. Okay, well, that, I I think that's wonderful, uh, Juliana. Um, super creative. Uh, Thanks. A couple. Of, okay, so prof it's more on the um, the professional side. You've had a. I think you've had. I was very impressed. You've had a big year 
this this year from what I've just kind of observed in the several months I've been here. And, you know, first I hearing about the announcement about your making associate professor. So that's, it's a big, that's a huge deal. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. How was, how was, uh, did, did, I mean, any advice for, or how did that go or any advice for younger faculty like myself that, um, towards, you know, becoming promoted? Yeah, so it's definitely a lengthy process, and UF is really mm-hmm. critical on on promoting folks. It's not a an easy thing to do. Um, uh, I would suggest that you find obviously within emergency medicine, you kind of find what you love, and and start like trying to find that niche of things that you do. Um, and I was able to do uh, ultrasound. I do ultrasound. We do ultrasound for the obviously for the department, and but right. also for the for the medical students. So if you have an interest in education, uh, it could be PEDS, simulation, whatnot, or even or even in general, you know, just work hard at uh, work hard at it. And we sometimes do so many things and we just don't like write things down. And so I, I would recommend this is something I got from Dr. Rohit Patel have like a document on your desktop and if you go you know you did a you did a a, a sim lab with some med students write it down because yeah. by the time you need to get your document for promotion ready it's there they ask you for everything how many yeah. students were there how many people you impacted so and we we do so many things but then we don't write it down and then if it's, if it's not there you kind of like you know you're you're just you need to do these things. You need to do them. You know. Yeah. Wow. That's smart. I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I kind of heard someone had told me like you know write your activities down, but I didn't know about like even the number of students that were there and things like that as well. Very, yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 yeah. UF is very very uh, critical and specific yes. on, on asking yes. all these things, and yeah. and uh, the, your packet ends up being like you know a sixty page document. Wow. Of everything wow. that you've done. So. Well, well, that that even well that lends to even more. I mean, the the accomplishment of being promoted. So congrats again on that. Thanks. Thanks. You. Yeah. Absolutely, and then and so then the other um, the other announcement was in our faculty meeting a couple months ago. Um, you were named the director of diversity, equity, and inclusion for our department of emergency medicine. Yes, and you're and you already you already are the assistant dean, correct, for the office of diversity and equity for the College of Medicine, correct? Correct. So yeah, so um, that office has several assistant deans. Uh, mm-hmm. And Donna Parker is the the associate dean and the director of that office, and that's mm-hmm. uh, one that's you know related to the College of Medicine, and we uh, have um, we have a mentorship program to to medical students uh, underrepresented minorities there, and mm-hmm. that I've been doing that for almost like five years now. So when the when our new dean um, came along, she wanted to continue it's one of the pillars of, of her of her mission yes, um, yes to to have she wanted like a liaison a director for like a on each department so it's not just like this like random general thing so she wanted to hold some accountability uh, to every department so every department has been choosing um, some folks to do this so very recent I think we're gonna have our first meeting uh, in December uh, to try to get get things moving, things along. You know, things in Florida, um, you know, are yeah. interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're we're just trying to like um, do the right thing. Absolutely, absolutely. No, that's wonderful. Very cool. Um, uh, what you know? So then, um, uh, um, aside from that, like what you know? So you you were a resident here at UF, correct? I was. Yes, and you stayed at UF. So what 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 made you stay, or what what do you think makes UF special? So it's it's a it's a great question, and uh, yeah. sometimes a lot of like resident candidates ask me the same thing, or med students, whatnot. And I think that this is like 
it's a very special place. It's it feels like it's a big family here at UF in the department. So you know that when you come mm -hmm. to work and it's you know it's busy. We know it's uh, it's it, it is. It's weird when you walk into the into the ED and the the charge nurse tells you run if you can. You know so, <laughs> but but um but but you you still you still kind of smile and say like you know we got this. And you yeah. always feel supported by, you know, your other colleagues, even if it's not like, even if it's not your, your, your core or whatnot, Hey, there's a, mm -hmm. every, it's like all hands on deck and you feel yeah. that, um, I felt that as a resident that I will always yeah. feel supported from my faculty, from my attendings. And, uh, I think that I, that's one of the reasons why uh, I guess I'm very happy here. And, uh, we have a great team in the ED and we have a great uh, hospital, you know, chance has all these amazing things that we can provide our patients. And, and that's pretty cool. Absolutely. And, 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 and just in learning more about the history of the department, it seems like what year did you come here? I came here in 2000 and I came here in 2010. Okay. So you have seen like exponential growth, growth, correct? In the department. Ab absolutely. Yeah. And then you start off across the street with a PDR now, which is fairly small. And that was the main ER, correct? So I, w I came here, I transferred here. I actually did my intern year at the University of Puerto yeah. Rico. And then I transferred into the second year because they had, unfortunately, a lot of residents who got sick who left the program. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they had an open spot for the second year. So when I got here, I, they were just, you know, kind of inaugurating the new the new ED. So I never saw the uh -huh. old ER. Okay. So I came okay. in for the new building. But, but our PCR yeah. was where Core 3 is. You know, there was a... Oh. It's like a little closet there that that has yeah. also like 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 change. Wow. So I I I I have seen uh, all those things, but I can tell you that uh, that through these years, I think I've always liked that like open door uh, policy. You know that you can you know talk to each mm -hmm. other, and then and, and, and I think there's definitely since Dr. Patterson started, we have way more transparency, and like I think that I I personally feel that I've been. Um, that our time is really, uh, you know, appreciated, and she's really a good advocate. So, but in yeah. general, the department has all, always worked, uh, you know, in unison, and, and it's been a great team. That's fantastic. That's great. Do you have a um, any any uh, uh, any like memorable day, memorable day, or a um, or, or, or what, what the ideal day would be in the ER, or like a certain like a certain trauma just went well, you know, or something that just sticks out with you as like a as an event in your in your career, maybe it was an ultrasound. Maybe it was like this great case. Anything that, that jumps out at you that you oh, man. kind you of know, reflect it's, back it's, on as like a feel good <laughs> moment. Those, yeah, those are all complicated questions. Um, yeah, <laughs> because you always have memorable moments that are yes. like great and memorable yeah. moments that are like awful. Um, yeah, that's I, I could tell you. Actually, I was thinking about a, a case the other day that I had with one of our residents, Marissa Kaplan, and now she's in South Florida. She's directing some presenting ED. It was a, a young kid, um, probably 30 something that came in and who's in cardiac arrest when he comes in, they had return of circulation. Uh, they're moving him to our bed and he's like, suddenly he has no pulse. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking they're doing this for like 40 minutes now. I'm thinking, wow, what's, what's wrong with this kid? So, mm -hmm. you know, we put, we put the probe there and there's a cardiac standstill. It was nothing happening. But then mm -hmm. I'm looking, I'm looking, and suddenly, like a boom, like a big squeeze, like a really good squeeze, yeah. and then it would go away. So I'm thinking, man, this guy's in like super long Brady here. So mm -hmm. we started to pace him, and we got him back. And um, wow. I think the guy walked out of the hospital. You know, wow. um, he had, I don't remember exactly what he had. This is years ago. But that was yeah. one of those moments that I said, like, wow, man, anybody else would have called this. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, we were able to really help that that kid. And that was that was really cool. You know, so, you know, Memorial Day in D.D., hopefully, yeah, hopefully uh, more days like that. I mean, we, we, yeah. we try to yeah. help everybody. But that was a that was a cool case, you know. Yeah, absolutely. We have to, we have, like we have to savor those things, you know, that's like mm -hmm. the essence of what keeps us keeps us going, inspires us, you know, to do what yep. we do. Right. Yep, yep. Oh, that's incredible. That's fantastic. So, um, uh, any, any, any parting thoughts for, uh, for us youngins, us new faculty, us residents? I mean, this is also for the, sure, uh, sure. for anyone to listen. Yeah. So I think one of the hardest things that we do is that obviously we're, you know, we're taking care of so many people. We're, we're tired, we're biased, and uh, we have a lot of like this cognitive like load when people are saying, Hey, that, that person's here again, or he doesn't want to take the meds or it's like that, leave that, that bias at the door because. You, we have to always think why why are we here we, we need we need to figure out if this is an emergency or not and one more than once i've i've caught really bad things on people that there were either the paramedics were trying to like tell me oh you know we've seen this guy 20 times or some other hospital had discharged this person and when i've i've taken a deep breath and that's what i tell everybody if you're going to learn one thing it's be try to be humble leave that at the door and try to look at this patient with with fresh eyes and try to be objective as, as we can we all we all can be like i said we're, we'll be tired but let's say okay this this lady has back pain let me make sure it's not that's an emergency nothing really bad so because otherwise you're not we're not going to be doing what's right for the patient the patient at the end is going to like suffer uh, have a bad outcome you know and uh, and, and and we learn from everybody and especially for the new you know like interns and i tell the medical students you know you'll learn from the attendings from your colleagues from from the nurses from the from the you know the custodian that's cleaning the floor you can learn so many things from different people so you know and and you'll never stop learning you know i've been doing this now for like what 12 years and you know i i come in with an open mind because the moment you don't that's where you're going to like, life is going to throw you a curveball and the ER is full of curveballs for those uh, baseball aficionados out there. <laughs> I'm more of a soccer fan. So I'm, I'm watching the, I'm watching the world cup, you know, so. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, so. Who, <laughs> any, any, any picks to win or who's your team for the world cup? I mean, my team is Italy. They unfortunately haven't qualified for the next the last two mm. world cups. They haven't qualified. Mm. I always root yeah. for either the, 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 the South American teams, Argentina, you know, I think Brazil is a good candidate. Spain just beat, uh, Costa Rica seven to zero, which is, Oh my gosh. It's yeah. So for Costa Rica, uh, for Costa Rica. So, yeah. you know, so, but you know, yeah. Well, uh, I, I really appreciate your wisdom and, and, and you coming on the podcast and, and sharing with us about yourself. Oh, thanks, Michael. Thanks so much. That's all for this episode. Special thanks to our chair, Dr. Mary Patterson, for supporting this podcast and to Dr. Giuliano Deporto for composing our theme music. I'm Michael Petrauskas. Be well. <laughs>